Welcome to another episode of the Undrafted. No, no, that's fucked, Benny. There's two weeks left of the regular season, bro. <sighs> Take two. Whoa, how are we up? I don't... Fuck. 23, 23. 24. 24, coach. Are you trying to negotiate it? Four. It's still called the Undrafted, yeah? No cap, A. Welcome to round 24 of No Cap with the boys. How are we, legends? That took you a while, man. Good night. Yeah, I was starting to forget. Alzheimer's is kicking in early. Jeez, can I say a doctor or something? How are you, boys? That's yeah, not good, bad. Good, 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 Ben. Oh, yeah, this podcast sponsored by none other than Body Envy Massage, Sydney's number one mobile massage service uh, on holiday. He's on a break right now. On holiday. Yeah. Yeah, let's get straight into it, boys. Yeah, a couple of off-field sagas. Your boy Curtis Scott has gotten himself into trouble and sacked. Yeah, sacked by the Canberra Raiders. That's right, Curtis Scott. Uh, apparently, he's calling it unfair and unjustice. Unjustified. I mean, I mean, if you think about it with this guy, Curtis Scott, how many issues has he been involved in off-field, honestly? I reckon three at Melbourne, two at Cronulla when he was at Cronulla. And now this is his third incident since getting to Canberra. So, I mean, the issue I've got isn't that... Maybe he was unceremoniously sacked. Maybe there were issues there. They said they were going to support him. But the clubs always offer help, don't they? Surely he's got to take some freaking blame for his own actions. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely does. Like, at the end of the day, he's playing a professional sport. He's a, he's a role model to, you know, certain people. Yeah, a lot of young Canberra fans will be, you know, watching him and even Melbourne when he was there. Like, he's a great talent, but um, he's obviously got stuff going on in the background which sort of limits him from getting to where he's supposed to be. And, you know, at the end of the day, Melbourne will never let a superstar go so freely. So for Bellamy to get rid of him the way he did, then it obviously means something. And Ricky Stewart... Like, people that have played for Canberra always say Ricky Stewart's got the players back. And, you know, if Ricky Stewart can't even look after him, like, who, who, who else can? I remember when he got in trouble with the police. Was that right? Is that, was that him that got in trouble? Yeah. Uh, the start he of won. the year, but yeah, he won that. Yeah, but I remember Ricky, Ricky came out and defended him profusely. Like, he backed him 100%. He was on his side. He never doubted his innocence. But, again, it's just getting yourself in those positions. Sooner or later, you're supposed but to like, Ricky as a figure coach, it out, right? You're supposed to figure it out sooner or later. For Ricky Stewart as a coach, like I've heard him on a couple of podcasts, which is he's done a podcast with Finchie, who he's coached, and he's done a podcast with a few other people. Like Ricky Stewart as a coach sits his players down after he's heard that they've gotten into trouble or they approach him about something or his senior coaching staff or his senior players will coach him uh, or tell him about a player and his troubles, he'll sit him down and tell him, look, I've heard one, two, three, tell me the truth and I'll back you. If, uh, if you're in trouble, I will still back you. I just need to know the truth. He is a decent coach. Like, even like this player that's in trouble, which is Curtis Scott, he's been coached under one of the best and won the comp under one of the best. He's 23, but like, you can't keep ruining your life over alcohol, which it, it is alcohol that's ruining these players' lives. Regardless, I don't want to get into, I don't want to delve into that part of it, yeah, because that's their own issue, that's their personal choice. But I'm just talking in general. There's only so much a coach can defend you from, yeah. I'm not too sure about the incident that just happened now that got him sacked. Can someone, can you enlighten me about this one? So I think it 
got to the point now where the club got fed up. Just antics? So, just general antics? Yeah. Yeah. And there must be stuff going on behind the scenes that, you know, the club, or sorry, the, the media and the fans don't know about. Like that drama with John Bateman that happened 12 months ago uh, recently came out. I'm pretty sure recently. So what, what he got done for now might have been at, at a club or, or a pub or something where he, he, he might have been kicked out. I'm not too too sure on what's happened here, but it's obviously something really serious for you know Canberra to do what they're doing. Again, I just think they're fed up. And for him to say that they don't support players, they don't support their mental health, their mental well-being, I think that's just a bit of a cop-out on his part. Back hard, uh, very hard with his mental health. He's been supported by not only his clubs that he's played for, but the NRL itself. So he's been well supported. It's time that he goes overseas, plays overseas, and if he performs over there and one of the NRL teams want want him back, then he'll come back. But he's been given almost six to nine chances to prove himself and to, to get disciplined, and he hasn't. So, yeah, I just saw it. Apparently, it was about a fight that got leaked that they had with John Bateman. You're right. So, it was a fight with John well, Bateman. That's, yeah, that's one thing. But the reason why Canberra officially got rid of him was mm. because of, you know, a nightclub incident that he okay. had recently. So. so, the thing is, he's got pressure on him because he's earning a, a really – he's on a, probably a good contract, yeah? And he's got pressure from his manager, from his family to kind of stay – not in a sense not to get help, but – stay on the course and, and keep training, keep playing, keep earning that money. Whereas really he should have made a decision maybe when that Australia Day incident happened, even if he was successful, to, that, to go away and get a bit of help and rejuvenate himself. Now he's stuffed right. himself because who the hell is going to take him now? That's right. Hopefully power. <laughs> and, and someone in a similar boat to him would be Adam Elliott. But see, Adam Elliott, it's it's different in a way because he hasn't really committed any criminal or hasn't been part of any like fights or criminal acts or anything. He's just a freaking idiot. He's just a dope, straight up. Yeah. You got to remember that today's age isn't like when you're playing in the the 80s or the 90s or the early 2000s. Today, everyone's got a phone. Every phone has a camera. Every person has a social media and every person is a journalist these days so these players are in the spotlight getting into trouble hard let's say that this is adam elliott's third drunken incident in the eye of the public one was uh, the mad monday incident three years ago well we don't one need to name it we don't need to name him yeah but the, see you made you made you made a good point about the chances yeah how many chances let me go on that point but the chances yeah I, i'm happy for someone to have a second chance a third chance yeah but man, you've done it four or five times. And the thing is, he hasn't done anything. He's just done it to himself. He's been an idiot. But how many times can you be an idiot? Because I'll tell you something, this guy lacks awareness. This guy lacks awareness off the field and it's affecting him on the field. Because when we see him play, we, we know he's got potential. Does he ever live up to his potential on the field? No, never. Never. He's never lived up to the potential. This and I'm is, telling this you... This is his second incident in, of the same year. And I'll tell, you what, the, I'll tell you what, it, it's because of what he does off the field. It's the way he acts off the field. He brings it on the field and he just doesn't live up to it. He's just a bit lost. He's not aware. He's clueless, man. He's clueless on both sides. And that's the sad thing about this guy because if he fixed himself off the field and stopped getting himself into these issues, he'd become a better player overnight. I'll tell you right now. 
Well, one of my favourite coaches, which is the Melbourne coach, Craig Bellamy, he goes, never bring your ill discipline off the field, on the field. So, like, if you're going to be doing stupid stuff off the field, make sure that you're performing on the field as well. Like Melbourne. Like Melbourne players. Like Munster. Yeah. Like, like Brandon Smith. We, we accept their, their stupidity and their, and their dopiness off the field or, you know, the way they act like larrikins and all that. Why? Because they're winners. They don't bring yeah. that shit on the field. They work their asses off, so they deserve to have fun. They deserve to do whatever the fuck they want. You know what I mean? But when you're Adam Elliott and your team's coming last and you're pulling this shit, you know, you got to think to yourself, man, what, what are you doing? What the hell are you doing? And it doesn't help, obviously, like you said, that he's coming last. It was in the media at the start of the year for something that he definitely shouldn't have done. The club's in a redevelopment stage at the moment. You know, they've brought in new people into the club. They're trying to build a new culture, a new leadership. And, you know, having stuff like that when you've got a major sponsor like um, Laundry Hotels and then you've got Gus Gould now there, it's not going to look good. I think the Bulldogs have done the right thing in keeping him within the camp at the moment just to make sure that his mental space is okay because he knows he's stuffed up. But at the end of the day, like you're playing a professional sport, you're on a good salary. You can only do this for so long. And um, I think he's just had too many chances at this club. And unfortunately for him, you know, he's probably a good guy deep down. He does a lot in the community and whatnot. Yeah, he does. He does a lot for he does a yeah. lot for autism Australia. I, I, like I've heard, because he's, he's a good guy. But it's just again, it's it's just he's okay. You're a public figure. You do a lot of good stuff. Aren't you aware that you need to be a good citizen as well? <laughs> you can't be pulling stupid yeah. shit like this every time. Like you can accept Dylan Brown, okay, doing what he did because he's a kid, man. Yeah. All right. And it's and his he, first incident. Whatever. It doesn't matter. He's a kid. This guy's not a kid. This guy's a grown ass man. Pull up. And what, what did you say, uh, Benny, yeah. about Gus? Gus said something? Gus said that Adam Elliott's going to be lucky to avoid the axe because of the amount of chances that he's gotten. Now, this is a new general manager to a brand new club. Like, he's looking to regenerate, refresh, restart this club from scratch. And he doesn't want no nonsense, which is the way that he wants it to be. I've seen this guy manage a club with my own two eyes. What he's done at Penrith, what he's done... With uh, Mazza. <laughs> yeah, with, uh, with Mazza. My favourite, like, incident uh, ever. Like, he walked into a Penrith dressing room. Everyone's on tables getting treatment. And he walks in and he tells a senior player, dude, your shirt's been ironed. And then he walks out. Uh, all the players laugh at this player. And he goes, what, daddy's doing your laundry for you? or that is uh, finishing off your final uh, tasks. And uh, it was funny, but this guy knows. He cares, bro. He cares. He cares about the club. Even though he's not in a coaching role, he cares. Well, like like you said, man, this guy, like Gus is there and he's there to see what's happening, yeah? And he wants to give everyone, like you said, a clean slate. This guy's already shot himself in the foot. This guy's already gone, honestly. Look, he'll get picked up like we've picked up Paul Vaughan. He'll get picked up by the Dragons or someone else. Uh, anyway, let's move on, boys. Let's move on. A Melbourne Storm uh, equaled the record on the weekend, I believe, 19 in a row. They got an opportunity to break the record 20 wins in a row against Parramatta. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, massive, massive game. Boys, do you think Melbourne, this side, this Melbourne Storm side is the greatest of all time? One of the best. Uh, no, 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 no. It's... Greatest of all time. 
Yes, because they're doing it without their senior players, their regular senior players. They're doing it without the, the original big four of Greg Inglis, Billy Slater, Cooper Cronk, Cameron Smith. They're doing it without them. I don't know if they're the greatest of all time. I just think that everyone, or sorry, the Storm have now been around long enough to build the culture and the program that they want so that whoever comes in buys into that straight away. And that just makes their job so much easier and makes Craig Bellamy's job so much easier because he understands. If you're going to go based on skill, I personally don't think it's the best squad they've got on paper. But the way they're playing this year is unbelievable. You've got to remember the game's also changed a lot from when they started big on the scene, which was around 2005, 2006. Yeah, I don't think they're the best team on paper, but I think because Melbourne have been able to build such a strong foundation, it's allowed teams like this year and last year and years to come have that ability to become so successful because everyone knows what their task is. And it allows the coaching staff and it allows the players to get the best out of everyone. I think, you know, I agree. It's not the, like, in terms of squad, as a squad, that's not the most talented roster. You, you look who you're missing. You're missing Cameron Smith from last year and you're winning 20 games in a row. That's unheard of. I've, you know, for, for someone, for a team to lose their most influential player and do that, that's never happened. Yeah, you, you know, when that player leaves a, a club like a Freddie Fittler and Andrew Johns, they go downhill very quickly. But the fact that Melbourne, I mean, it's a credit to Craig Bellamy, man. He, he's... He's definitely the GOAT coach in my eyes, I have to say. And especially now, if they can win this GF, go back-to-back, there's no question. I guess that's the only thing for me that might stuff them up. If they don't win the GF, this was all for nothing. It's like a bit like the Golden State Warriors when they broke the record and they lost the finals. It didn't really count. So it's very similar to me at this point. And they've got a big advantage because really there's only three competitive teams in the finals if we're going to be real. Yeah, it's another thing, yeah. Who are they? The top three. So Penrith, Rabbitohs, and Melbourne. Yeah. Maybe Manly, yeah. but yeah. again, yeah, like they, that's everyone else, like the other three teams, they've Parramatta's just gone on a bad run. Roosters are depleted. Manly maybe, you know, because they're just a, such a dark horse, but the rest of the comp is rubbish. Let's be fair. Yeah. Rubbish. So hundred percent you're right. They they've had that advantage. Again, I go back to it. If they can win the premiership, you know, then I can consider them one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, of course. Can Parramatta beat them? Um, this round? Nah, next year. Let's see who Parramatta's missing. It's going to definitely be a big challenge for them. Mm. I just, I just don't, don't think they will. I'd like to see it happen, but I just don't it's think it will happen. Saturday 7.30 game. Yeah, prime time. Brandon like- Smith is back. Uh, I, uh, my favourite player, Isaac Lumi Lumi, Jerome Hughes, Justin Olam, Tiu Kamitha. For Parramatta, uh, Blake Ferguson's back, the Fergie Ferg, Jake Arthurs, Keegan Hebgrave, and Sean Ruskin. Savo's They're out great. for, Savo got an ACL, is that right? Yeah, yeah. so three to six months, mm-hmm. maybe extended to nine. Even if they break the record, they kept going on this run. I, I still don't know if it's a foregone conclusion. You know what I mean? Penrith, the way they played last week. But that game, Penrith-Souths last week, that was a cracking game. First 30 minutes, Souths were all over them. And then Penrith just grinded the back, back the lead, back the game. And Cleary went to another level. Again, that factor for me, Cleary, is the reason why I don't know if Melbourne's 100% going to win this comp. Because I haven't versed him this year. Penrith knew how to hide their secret weapon. 
I think they generally could have brought him back that last round, two rounds ago, but they didn't on purpose. Yeah, I don't think Penrith had to rush him back. Mm. I think the way they've brought him back is good. And for Penrith, his, the way he's come back is unbelievable. It's like he never left. Oh, 100%. 100%. That just tells you how, how, how good this bloke is. I think he would have won Dally M if he wasn't injured, to be honest. It was yeah. clean in the house anyway. About Melbourne, just in general, man, to go from the best defensive team a couple of years ago to now the best attacking team as well of all time, that's just that's ridiculous. And, and you look at the players in that squad, like a Remus Smith, like a, a Robert Jennings. Is that right? Is that Robert that's playing there? No, no, George. George, George, George. George Jennings, sorry. George Robert's Jennings. Michael's been retired from last year. Apologies. He's got the sack from Parramatta. We don't need to know his life story, yeah? You want to tell us why? Uh, no, no, we're good, we're good, we're good. <laughs> but yeah, just uh, they've got a lot of rejects from low teams, like lowly teams coming into this team and just, bro, they're just performing out of their skin. It's just, it's unbelievable what they've built there. And good on them. Like, like I said, that foundation that they've built at the club where they can do whatever they want and whoever right. comes in just buys right into it and becomes such a better player. I tell you, bro, Nick Meaney's going to go there and he's going to become a superstar. Yeah. He's going to be worth 800k in about two years. Yeah. And we're, and, and we're, and we're, and we're going to be buying him back. <laughs> no, no, no. Watch, bro, watch. Newcastle will buy him. No way. He'll go no home. Way. Let's move on quickly just to the latest drama in contracts and, and transfers and signings. Apparently, yeah, Payne Haas was signed to a six-year contract, to our knowledge, earlier in the day. Is that right? Yeah. But, I mean, apparently, again, Payne Haas got signed, but then Danny Wallace come out and said the Broncos are still trying to get a hold of him. And apparently the news is he's not going to sign a six-year deal. So apparently it's backflip. That's a major, major problem for Brisbane, man, because they need him for the future. They have, yeah. nobody, um, they have nobody else to build a side around. I wouldn't say that, but that's a major piece after losing players like Pangai Jr. and David Feeder. Yeah, it is. But six years is also a long time. He's Bro, probably... Jason Tamalolo he, is under 10 minutes. Jason's uh, everyone's every, everyone's different. All right, Terry yeah. Evans signed a ten million uh, ten year deal. Yeah, that's that's fine. But do you need me to name like, maybe maybe he maybe he doesn't want to sign for for that many years because he probably thinks that his value could go up. You know, after uh, two or three years, who knows? Oh, uh, look, uh, they would have thrown the kitchen sink at him. They would have thrown everything at him to sign for six years. Yeah. Like, who? Why wouldn't you want to sign for that long? Security, uh, money. If he's fucking it back, that means they didn't throw everything at him. No, I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. But again, he's probably weighing up options because I'm sure a lot of teams would be interested in this guy. Oh, look, man, I'll tell you what. Someone who liked that tweet from Danny Wadler was uh, Gus, old, old Uncle Gus there. What do you reckon about him coming to the dogs? I love Gus. He's uh, the superstar. Of I'll tell you about if dogs. you love Gus, mate. You love Payne House coming to the dogs. You know you love Gus. Uh, Payne House would be a pretty good signing. Will be when maybe comes that's, maybe that's why they're, they're willing to chip in for Thompson if he wants to go. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Interesting. Maybe a swap. No, I wouldn't chip in a full half, uh, half a salary. No, they're willing to chip in 200k a year. I wouldn't mind. Look, if, if that's what's happening, if that's what's happening behind the scenes, I wouldn't mind that. To be honest with you. I no, love Luke yeah, Thompson. Everyone, everyone would love it. Yeah. At least Ben Haas probably play a few more games. Look, I think he'd be worth... I know what you're saying. Maybe it's a long time, six years... Tamalala, you've seen him kind of break down now. He, he's come up with a couple of injuries. So it's always a massive risk. But I think, man, this guy's special. He's, he's something different. To be playing out of his skin in a shit team for the last two years, 
that says a lot about a player like that. And to be honest, I, I think, you know, you, would, you can't really say Reynolds being there for more than the contract, right, at Brisbane? Yeah, yeah. No. So, I mean... Because he's... Yeah. Yeah. Because, again, you, like, maybe, maybe he wants to see how that goes first. Maybe he doesn't want to sign or commit to that long as well. But the fact that Brisbane can't get a hold of him is, is major dramas, bro. It's major issue. Well, what do you mean can't get a hold of him? Isn't he well, showing up to training? Well, no, they couldn't. Well, they tried calling him and he's not answering. So they're rushing. Because, I mean, I, would, I don't blame Brisbane. Why wouldn't you want to rush to sign this guy before everyone starts nibbling at him, you know? A lot of clubs will throw the money at him. Dogs, Dragons, Cowboys, just to mention. Those, those kinds of teams that need that kind of punch in their team. Cowboys already have that punch in their team, but his, that punch isn't working. He's been injured with a hand injury all year. My point being, they need someone that's young, that's strong, quick. He's a, he's a, he's a monster, man. Change the team's fortunes in a, in a second, man. Yeah, I can't believe your, your million-dollar team isn't chasing him. Who are you talking about? The Roosters, the team that has no cap. That's a good isn't one. That you, that's a good that one. You named this podcast after. That's a, that's a good one. No, I'm not in the wrong way. That's a good one, bro. Think you're still sending that resume in, bro? <laughs> what resume? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna get knocked back. All right. Anyway, uh, boys. Oh yeah, that's that's yeah, fair. How much are you asking for again? A lot. Don't worry, it's getting knocked back anyway. Uh, boys, we're gonna take a break and come back yeah with the with the round preview. The following announcement has been paid for by Body Envy Massage. So we uh, do massages all over Sydney. We're mobile. We come straight directly to you. We take bookings over DMs and um, text message. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. We've also got a website, bodyenvymassage.com.au. On Insta, it's Body Envy Massage. Facebook, it's Body Envy Massage 17. We're mobile all over Sydney, so we travel to the north, to the east. Sydney's number one. Sydney's number Sydney's one. Sydney's number one. You can't get better than this guy. All right, we're back. Uh, it's time for round 24 of the NRL. Uh, hopefully, I get it up this week. Um, boys, tomorrow, Newcastle versus Gold Coast. Top eight on the line here. Should be a good match. Knights in a bit of form coming into this game. Gold Coast made a big call dropping Ash Taylor. Tyrone Peachy uh, to replace Ash Taylor as if he's going to be the saviour. He's a great utility, don't get me wrong, but like... It is a bit of a risk. Don't be um, surprised if Toby Sexton gets caught up into the starting side and then um, Peachy comes off the bench. That could happen as well. They probably made a decision, eh? Like, they're not going to re-sign Ash Taylor. Yeah. Why move forward with yeah, him? Yeah, that's right. Um, Out of your two bench players, who are you going to get rid of? The Moe Fodawaka or Jermaine Jola? Possibly Aaron Clark. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, he's a shit hooker anyway. I'm gonna go with Newcastle. By you know, a lot. You know, you know, he's asking questions about the Titans. Do you think that he's gonna lean towards the Titans? He didn't even give him a shot yeah. there. Yeah. Anyway. No. Um yeah, I'm going Newcastle. Jacob? Yeah, I'm gonna go Newcastle in a close one. Another good game. Uh Warriors, Canberra. It's good to see the big red back in the uh, in the Canberra Raiders colours. Oh, they did a... We gave him back finally. It was two weeks, Ben. So... <laughs> Saturday, he did nothing in two weeks. We couldn't even win a game with him. He wasn't there to, to be our X Factor, I'll tell you that much. Anyway, both teams came off pretty close losses. Canberra, very unlucky. Warriors, too. Yeah, I think I think with Chanel Harris Tavita being um, ruled out, their, their halves probably won't be as settled. But then again, 
Canberra will have Matt Frawley at number seven with you know Sam Williams being ruled out. So it's going to be one of those tricky games. I was hoping Warriors did win last week so that this game meant a little bit more. But I think Canberra have more, more to win um, here, and I think they'll. That's why they'll be successful. So I'm going to pick Canberra in another close game. I'm going to pick Canberra by twelve. Any reason? Not just that. No, nah, I'm um, going to also go with Matt Frawley to score the winner. Sweet. Uh, I'm going to go Canberra as well. Close one. Moving on, Friday night. It's probably one of the two match of the rounds, I guess. Roosters, Rabbitohs, traditional rivalry. Always a cracking match when they come together. Third versus fourth. Third versus, yeah, that's right. Third versus fourth. Sydney Roosters, I mean, what they're doing this year is remarkable. I mean, how depleted their side is for them to be competing still. I mean, it's, it's a testament to, to the Cajun staff, Robbo. And also, it's, it's, it shows the rest of the league, hey, I mean, pull your socks up. You know what I mean? Like, get your act together. These guys are missing origin, test, superstars in their team, and they're still competing at a high level. It shows how bad the Roosters are struggling. They've bought young gun from reserve grade, Barrett Abbey, back into the side. That's right. Interesting. That's your boy, isn't it? Yeah, my, um, I liked him when he was at fullback. And then, and then you the moved dogs. on, and then you moved on to Nick Meaney. Um, and then I moved on to Nick Meaney and Bevan French. Well, now, well, well, now, I mean, look at Brad Abbey, look where he is, and look where Nick Meaney's going. So, I mean, you're on to something. Who wins this one, boys? Yeah, I'm going to go South Sydney just because they're more sort of stable across the board. I reckon Souths were holding back. Like, I, I think Souths, like, took a shot at him. And I think Bennett didn't want to play everything there, man. He, he, I'm telling you, he's hiding some shit. Yeah, and he didn't have to because he knows in two weeks' time that they're going to be playing again. Exactly. How much could he possibly be hiding? Why would you want to go all out in a, like a meaningless game, really, for those two? They're in the top three anyway. They're going to verse each other anyway. All right, so we're going all Rabbitohs? Yeah. All right, sweet. Saturday, St. George versus North Queensland. I don't really care, to be honest with you. Both performing really say... poorly. I have no care for either. St. George, 1-12. to 12. I'm going to say Cowboys, just because they need the win. Look, I don't see any of these two making the eight, to be honest. Why would Roosters gift St. George um, Freddie Lussick after he come back from injury? Because he's not playing at the moment. I mean, team's got to help each other out up there, man. What's wrong with you? I can't bring anyone up from here. We're all locked down. Uh, St. George, Ben? Or North Queensland? Oh, you said Cowboys, yeah? Cronulla versus Brisbane. Uh, Brisbane. Christ. All right, (laughs) Cronulla. I'm Brisbane. Yeah, I think Cronulla here, they've, they've got to seal that top eight spot. So, a bit more to play for. But Brisbane in the past few weeks have been very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Moving on, probably the other game of the round that obviously I'm, we're interested in. Melbourne versus Parramatta. Ben, any chance there Parry can win? Yeah, yeah. Oh, is that a yes? <laughs> no, that's definitely no. That was a sarcastic yes. Uh, Melbourne by how much, Ben? Come on. I'll give Parry a chance. Melbourne by like 25, 30. Jacob? Yeah, I think Melbourne 13 plus. Yeah. I'd like to see Parry win, but I just don't think it's... I, I gave him too many chances at this, before this. <laughs> before nah, give, him one, give him one. Give him one. I'm No, no, no. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. And Sunday, probably the most pointless Sunday in rugby league history, uh, Manly versus Canterbury and Penrith versus the Tigers. Uh, both the Dogs and the Tigers are $13. That just tells you everything. 
really no point going through these two games. Yeah, but the thing with the, the Tigers and the Penrith game, don't forget during Origin, Tigers ended that streak. So Penrith will not be feeling sorry for them one bit. And there's going to be a lot of grudge. This will be a very fierce, fierce game, I reckon. No doubt, no doubt. But again, I mean, let's be honest, it'll probably be fiery for five to ten minutes and then Penrith's going to go on and win it. For me, Absolutely. this day, it's pretty much who's going to outscore the other. I think Manly win by about 50, and I think Penrith win yeah. by about 40. It's a smart move by Manly to bring Turbo back into this week. Um, obviously, he's good to go. And this is just good for him in the sense that he gets to sort of ease his way back in without such a competitive game. Well, we were talking about that last week. Remember, surely he wouldn't play last week, and he didn't. And Des was playing games. So, I mean, it's typical Des to do that. But like you said, yeah, this game, I mean, he could play 60 minutes and come off. Game over. Yeah, I reckon he'll play 40 and come off. Just to get that. They'll probably, and they'll probably okay. be up by 60 new at halftime. Uh, ben, who do you think is uh, winning? Give the dogs a chance? Yeah, yeah. Manly's winning by 60 points. Nah, that, nah. They won by 60 last time. They're not going to win by 60 again. Surely not. Bro, bro, bro. Okay. Manly by about... Oh, sorry. Dogs maybe by how much? Dogs by, <laughs> dogs by minus 42. Fair enough. <laughs> And uh, Tigers, Panthers, we're all going Tigers, is that right? Penrith to flog them by 50. You said Tigers before this podcast, Ben. No, I didn't. I picked all the home teams. Yeah, you did. Jacob, no no reason to ask you. All right, that's the games, boys. Let's move on. Story time with Ben. It's the first ep. Uh, It's probably the last ep. Yeah, hectic. Uh, Today's topic (laughs) is... ARL and Super League. The Super League War. The Super League War. So back in the 90s, the mid-90s or the early 90s, um, ARL was running out of money. They needed someone to help them out. So they got help from the Super League and they got money to help them out. And they expanded the competition to 20 teams. Now those 20 teams were like made up of Melbourne, four teams in Melbourne, uh, Sydney, a couple of teams in Newcastle. Brisbane, Queensland, uh, had a couple of teams. And then the merger split and it became an, uh, an ARL competition. And then can I, it, it can, I, can I cut you off the, there? Can I cut you yeah. off there? It's a nice story. Did you read this off a Daily Telegraph or Fox Sports website? No, no. I went to Wikipedia straight away. Okay. And was the, source, uh, and was the source the Daily Telegraph? No, I don't know what the, the source is, but it said super, uh, Wikipedia said... Super League War. You've just painted the picture like it was a, a beautiful merger and everyone was so happy and so luxurious. That was beautiful, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Uh, that was... you, needed, you needed to paint it that way. You don't want people to feel sorry for the, uh, oh, the ARL. That was beautifully put, Ben. Thanks. Next week's, okay. next week's, next week's topic is uh, Adam Elliott's discretions. All right, now time for your segment, all right? Another segment. Who he played for... I mean, we're going to keep playing this till you get it all right, okay? This should be easy, honestly, this week. We've done it very easy for you. If you can't get three out of five here, I mean, I can't, I don't know. I don't know what to say anymore. Easy. Give right. me the name. Ready to go? Yeah. Uh, cue the music. All right. Bring me in. Chris Randall. Who he play for? Newcastle Knights. Ding, ding, ding. He's on fire. One from one. Well done. 
Um, any backstory for him, Ben? There, or I'd rather no, not get into no it. No thanks. All right, next player, Ben Thomas. Who he play for? Um, the Sydney Roosters. Brisbane Broncos? No, you're right. You're right. Roosters, wow. Two from two. On fire. The build. Oh, bloody hell. Can you go three for three here? Dejan Assi. Who he play for? Dejan Assi. The West Tigers, bro. Which team do you go to when you don't know who it is? North Queensland Cowboys. Stuffed up. He's stuffed up, bro. Two for three, man. Not bad, not bad. Here we go. You can make up for it here. Ready? Tom Eisenhuth. Who he play for? He's a forward for the Melbourne Storm. Ah, this guy. Wow. Look, I'll make a bet with you. If you can get this one, we're never going to play this again. All right? Sweet. Last one. TC Rabadi. Who he played for. TC Rabadi. TC Rabadi. Mm. Melbourne? Nah, eh. Brisbane Broncos. Sure. Your third favorite team. Hey, good you job. Passed. Yeah, good job, Ben. I mean, how you feel, man? It's good to get the first week three out of five. First week, man. First week. Uh, you're on the rise, man. You're on the improve. Easy. Better than the dogs at this rate. That's it, boys. We're done. Thanks, boys. Thanks, Jacob. Thanks, Sal. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Bill. See you, mate. Good night. Enjoy your sleep. Hey, mate. Thanks, Bill. Take care. You too. All Bye. right. See you, everyone. Enjoy the footy. Bye. See you.